This is Dion Begg from Butler Mortgage. For the past 15 years, I've helped families answer the big three financial questions. How do I pay off my home faster, pay for my kids' education, and build wealth for retirement? We answer these questions through helping plan and fund significant investment property portfolios. If you're a first-time buyer or buying your first or 10th investment property, please reach out for a free consultation so we can ensure you build the best portfolio possible. Search for mortgagesbydion.com or call me at 800-518-1221. You're listening to the Not So Black and White Real Estate Podcast with your hosts, Sir Colin Campbell and Gary A. McGowan. Anyway, so this is our first episode, a little launch test, a pre-launch to the launch to the launch. Is that what we're doing? You know, it, it's a pre-party. It's a pre-party. Pre-party. This is what a headphone feels like. It's one of those parties, <laughs> yes, right? Yes. This is how close to talk to the microphone. Yeah, it's different. It's very different. It is a little different. I'm kind of, this is kind of cool. I'm excited for this thing. So what, what are we calling this show? Uh, this is Sir Colin Campbell here and Gary McGowan with the Not So Black and White Real Estate Podcast. I love it. I think uh, each episode should have a title. Do you know what they call the first episode of each show that's launched? At least on TV. Oh, what might that be, Gary? <laughs> Pilot. Pilot. I'm that's... so excited. We now have a show called Pilot. That's all I've ever wanted. It is official. Gary and Colin, we have uh, our first pilot. Pilot. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Love it. Uh, this... Are we live on Facebook as yet? How I'm, do I I'm, share I'm, that? I'm expecting, suspecting so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to do three or four things at once here, but it's live. I see it on my feed. Yeah. So you have to jump into there. Jump onto my feed and see it and share okay, it. Okay. Let me see. I can't, I can't, I don't know what I'm doing at this moment, except for um, having some fun. Okay, yeah. So yeah, this is uh, all things real estate, all things not so black and white. Obviously, he's black, I'm white. Are you? I think so. <laughs> <laughs> I tell my kids that. I don't know. I don't know. And and uh, it was one of those, how did we end up naming the show? It's funny because we, we started with what? Ebony Ivory, like what And I we... can't sing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> or play the piano. Yes. And we said the black and white, uh, black and white uh, real estate podcast. And you, Gary, you said, you know what? We might be on to something. And yeah. then I think it was your wife who said, well, you guys are really not so black and white. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> and hence the name, the hence Not the So name. Black and White uh, Real Estate Podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She knows us best, apparently. Yeah, yeah, no, it's yeah, easy. yeah. Well, this is this is a podcast, obviously, and live video feed here with Facebook. And we're going to talk about a lot of things about real estate, a lot of things about why we do what we do, uh, invest in real estate, help clients buy real estate, help clients build wealth the ups and downs and how you messed up, how I messed up. Oh, my right? goodness. All that I kind of have stuff. a long list. <laughs> <laughs> we're here for a long time. All right. All right. It's all good. It's all good. Now, it's, 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 we're looking forward to what we can do here. I'm going to ask you this, this random question off the top. Go ahead. What's been the funnest thing about being in real estate? Whoa. Uh, it's got to be the, the clients that you, you work with every day. Uh, I think that in itself, even just thinking about it, you know, it just brings a smile to your face and you think, yeah, yeah, it's definitely the clients. Clients. Uh, what the about people? It's definitely the people, the people that we work with every day. Uh, what would it, what it, what would it be for you? I gotta say, I, I, I gotta say the people from a couple of different angles. And that's because without 
the people, there's no reason, there's no why, there's no reason why we go buy investment properties. To, yes. There's no reason why we help somebody build sell wealth. their, yes. exactly, build wealth or sell their home they've been in for 40 years to get yes. into a smaller home Downsizing, or yes, change yes. the location, all that kind of stuff. And it's one of these ever-changing jobs. Yeah. And I don't think of it as a job, but ever it's it's the 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 playing field is ever changing because every conversation is going to be different. Why did you choose real estate as a career? You got time? <laughs> I think we I, got another ten minutes. <laughs> I I always say, you know, people will often say you fall into yeah. your job or you fall into your profession, and I guess I did yeah. in one hand, but. You know, when I was 10 years old, I was being trained for this job, whether I liked it or not, yeah. or whether I even knew it. Yeah. And, and you know, we've been investing in real estate for about 12 or 13 years. Yeah. But my backstory is my father and mother have always owned investment properties. Nice. Right? Nice. So I'm that 10-year-old or 12-year-old painting a bedroom that I've never been in before and will never get to sleep in. So you've so, been groomed and I'm mentor been gro- into right. the position from the one, yeah. And yes. make a long story short. We start, you know, you, you start looking at life and you're like, how do I build wealth? Well, I want to buy real estate. And about 15 years ago, we decided, yeah, that might be an opportunity for us. But how do you do that? Yes. And my, my mother and father said they were going to buy some properties, some more additional properties. We said, yeah, we want in. Yeah. So you get in and you start educating yourself. You start meeting like-minded people. And, and we grew our portfolio to about 24, five different properties. Yeah. And from flips to multiplexes to things we messed up to things we did great at. We did a lot of it. And during that time, my job, I was at Bell Canada is where I ended up as, and I didn't really enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't realize outside of my work life, I was being groomed as a real estate investor. Interesting. Right. And, um, you love my headset, Carrie. I love your headset, Carrie. <laughs> beats, beats always always go down. Hey, Carrie. <laughs> As people jump online here. Mark Loeffler, how you doing? That's right. Anyway, so so I decided, well, I'm going to step back from my job at Bell Canada, and, and a lot of people couldn't figure out why I wanted to do that. Yeah. Secure job, was in the union, and those were all the things that I really hated. Yeah. You know, the, the ceiling was here, and I was already at the top of it. Of course. So I decided to get my realtor's license yeah. with Actually, the encouragement of Mark Loeffler. Mark Loeffler. Right? It seems like he's been very instrumental in getting a lot of people their uh, real estate license. Big shout out to Mark Loeffler out in um, Oakville there. So any real estate agent looking to join a great team, reach out to him. He's a great mentor and friend. There you go. There you go, Mr. Loeffler. And and so I, I get my license because I wanted to transact on my own properties. Yes. I do a few deals a year. That that helps us. And we're doing some flips. And we were, you know, we thought we would I would be a real estate investor. That's a hard living to do, right? It's a hard living to do. And then once you got your license, and I'm sure, and you've experienced this yourself, because of my experience, my, my, my personal experience as a real estate investor, other investors wanted me to transact on them for their investment properties. Absolutely. And Absolutely. I thought to myself, I do two or three deals, boom, boom, boom. I can make a living out of this. Yes. And one thing led to another, and, and there's another story behind where we are today in Stovall, and, and we'll talk about that maybe on another podcast. Absolutely. But, but uh, you know, that was a long-winded question or a long-winded answer to how did you get started or why did I choose real estate? It it chose me a chose long me. time ago. Oh, I love that. A long I time ago, that. and I love it. I love it. Any what about regrets yourself? so far? What's that? Any regrets so far? I didn't start sooner. Oh, lovely. Yeah. Like that. Um, for me, uh, um, 
Similar to, to your background, it seems like... Hey, Kayla. Uh, Sorry, I had to jump in there. That's all right. <laughs> it seems like you. I, I always knew real estate was it. Uh, it was definitely a fear of jumping into real estate because I've had a lot of executive position, you know, district manager, so on. I knew real estate I will do extremely well in. Um, however, it's that fear of, you know, not creating your own paycheck. Yeah. And I think that held me back, I want to say, for 10, 10 plus years. Wow. Um, and then I finally made the... Uh, made the jump with the encouragement of my, my wife and kids. So they've sacrificed huge for me to be here, for me to pursue something that I love and continue to, you know, shout, give them props and give shout out to them because thanks to them, I am where I am today and really enjoying it, right? Cool. Yeah. Cool. I love it. I'm having fun playing with the different camera angles. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because Gary likes uh, gadgets and gizmos. I so. like the tech stuff. Yeah, he's it's always into these stuff. So um, for those of you out there, what would you like to hear from us? What would you, what would you, like, to, what would you like us to talk uh, about today in our first, uh, uh, according to Gary, our pilot? Uh, our pilot show. Our pilot show. We're we're going to be hit now because we have a show called Pilot. Yes, I'm. I'm, I'm That's sure exciting. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you have the Facebook feed up? Yes. Okay, good, <gasps> good. I, I should like ask that. you a question from Facebook. Oh no, 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 no that's too complicated <laughs> for me. <laughs> I don't think I could handle that. Um, now, so some of the things we're going to obviously cover over the next however many podcast episodes that we do for this season, uh, we've got um, some some very high producing uh, realtors to talk about some of the, their leadership skills. Yes. Uh, we've actually tapping into some of the mayors around um, the York region area Absolutely. to talk about their leadership skills. Uh, so this podcast is obviously about the not so black and white things in real estate, but really how do we raise the bar? Absolutely. Uh, how do we take real estate to, to the next level? I mean, there's a lot of noise out there in terms of what is happening in real estate. And most of it, if you're getting your news from, you know, social media, a lot of the, the information you're getting are not positive. So it's just for us to shine some light on that just to put you in the know, right? Yeah, put you in the know. Mark Lothler's already taking digs at me online here. Oh. Why, why doesn't Kerry McGowan have more profit share? <laughs> Mark. We'll invite Mark on one of our podcasts. That's all, we, that's all the audience needs. <laughs> Anyways, that's pretty cool. Love it. Love it. And, and we'll talk about things like profit share. What is profit share? And that's something specific to Keller Williams and, and yep. other brokerages, you know, kind of follow the model and do different things. But that's something really cool to us. And, and we'll dig into what profit share is. And, and really, for, for those that are somewhat curious, it's, to me, it's a retirement plan. Yeah. Right? Well. It's that passive income, which most real estate investors are always looking for yep. is, is passive income. So t talk to me a little bit about some of your investment properties. You know, why did you choose investment properties? Um, for me, it uh, creates multiple streams of income. Um, it seems like the, 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 wealthy, uh, the wealthy ones know how to create multiple streams. And I was just a single stream income, well, both my wife and I. And it's like, okay, how do we create more? So when we stop working, our monies can be working for us. And then got into real estate. And then we started investment, investing into properties. Uh, I think the, um, 
you know, with surrounding myself with uh, a lot of investors, uh, you started to learn different strategies to see what people are doing, what you can learn from, and you just fall right into it. And I think that's how we met. Uh, oh, that's how we we got connected. How many years ago from Rain? Right? From Rain, yeah, Real yeah. Estate Investment Network here in Canada. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, that, yeah, we knew each. We, I think we may have met one or twice, once or twice yes. before meeting at the brokerage. And um, I'm going to bring up Mark's name again. No, don't. Okay. Don't. So there's this guy that said to Colin, "You got to go meet Gary." This. This guy walked into my office up at our brokerage in Newmarket, and uh, we looked at each other like, man, we know each other. Yep, it was yep. one of those, right? Yeah, and yeah. Uh, that was, you know, a, a five-year-long friendship like, Absolutely. Like right away. Yeah. And uh, those, you know, back to why do we get into real estate or what, what's the fun things about real estate? It's the people. It's the people you meet. And yeah. whether it's, you know, the like-minded people that you get to work with every day like yourself, right? Uh, and it's funny, being now in, this, in the real estate industry – some of the relationships that that, that I, I've developed, even with our clients, who knew like some of my clients would be some some close friends now, you know, just from a simple transaction. Um, I reached out to one of my clients who've just moved out of uh, you know the York region area, and like she's just a great friend. Yeah, you know, and it's always nice hearing from her. So it's. The relationship that are, that are built, it's just it's just something I, I truly cherish, right? Cool. Yeah. Cool. Thinking forward about our podcast and and you know what value are we going to be bringing to the audience? You know, what are some of the things you're excited about over the next year or so? That's you know, as different things and different elements we're bringing into here. Um, definitely, I would like us to touch on a lot of current events. Um, for instance, uh, the deadline for um, you know municipalities uh, passing the what was it called? Um, the cannabis? Yeah. Is that what you're after? Oh, yes, yeah. cannabis shops. Uh, so uh, I think it's just Aurora and Stouffville that went ahead with that. So just like to touch, I would, um, in future podcasts, I would like to touch on that to see how it can affect um, your real estate investments or your home, if any. Because there's a lot of white noise around there about that. I'd like to talk about um, multiple streams of incomes. Uh, what are we as realtors doing? What can, you know, someone who has equity in their home, how can you pull some of that money out to create um, added streams of income? So now you're planning for your future, your family's future. So for, for me, it's uh, al along the lines of wealth creation. I would like to touch a lot on that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, some of the things I'm excited about is obviously the people and some of the guests we have lined up to talk about, yeah. you know, their their journey, their path, their leadership. But uh, as you mentioned, like some of those current affairs things, like just simple things like last week, what happened with three or four of the major banks in Canada? They reduced their interest rates. That's right. That's right. And what's the ripple effects? Right. Yeah. And, and, and in fact, at our investment workshop tomorrow night, we're going to be talking about that ripple effect and what does that mean? And, and for those of you that are kind of in the know, you know that when banks start making announcements like reducing their rates and, and, and along those lines, like that to me is one of the largest votes of confidence into the market. Yes. Right. When, it, when, a, when a major bank reduces their five year lending rate, versus the bank is saying, we know and we, Think not that we think we know that real estate is where people need to be investing, and we're going to help them do that. 
And it, it's basically that encouragement to, and for those of you who are sitting on the sidelines, it's time to get out there and, and buy. And I think that is the signal, that's the signal that, that we're starting to see with a reduction of uh, fixed um, interest rates there. Yeah. yeah. I'm just reading some of the comments right now what about the, the cannabis. And, and Steve Giacchino, uh says that he's heard there's going to be a three-year shortage for cannabis. Oh. I certainly hope that's not personal experience. <laughs> <laughs> But it's funny, like going back to that cannabis conversation, it's we're actually in a really unique, geographically we're in a unique area because my our hometown farm area is Stowville. Yours is Aurora. Aurora correct. Those are the only two towns in York Region that said they would accept a cannabis store in, in absolutely store. and i know for a lot of the municipalities uh, like even you know residents in the area they were confi- uh, concerned about how is this going to affect my property value you know it's as far as we know it has no impact on on property value uh, yeah i don't know and i don't know enough about it i just from what i've been reading some of the stuff yeah. online and and uh, you can't always you know Truthfully, or truthfully, you can't always agree t- and and take the things you read online to be at a true value. Yeah. But you know, just to say yes, there's government funding to to those cities, to those to those towns that even say yes, even though they don't get a cannabis store. And Stovall's not going to get one anyways because we have a population of less than fifty thousand. Oh, really? So there's, it's it was there was one side of the argument or the debate was, yes, say yes because you're going to get part of that government funding, even though we don't meet the minimum criteria. Interesting. So of that element, when I hear about things like that, I'm like, yeah, well, that does make sense. Even though, you know, if you were to ask me, I, I would probably be opposed to it yeah. for, for other, other reasons, but I don't have all the information in front of me either. Yeah. You know, uh, I think, uh, what we need to do is, is if possible, maybe reach out to one of the mirrors, whether it's the mayor of uh, Stouffville, the mayor of Aurora to see if we can get them on here to just, sh- shed some light on, on the situation and dispel a lot of the myths around, uh, you know, the municipalities opening up a store, a storefront. Yeah. 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 And some of the other things we're going to be talking about and looking at is, is, you know, why is the, the Toronto real estate market, like what's going on there? Are, are we flat there? We, we've, I talked to a good friend of mine that, and his primary source of income is pre-built condos, mm-hmm. like pre-construction condos. And why are they not selling at this current moment? Not to say they're not selling, but why are they not selling at this current moment? What do the higher interest rates or the higher stress tests have to do with our rental rates? Because yep. the higher the stress tests, it's driven up what? It's driven up the rental rates. Of course, of course. And we're seeing rental rates uh, skyrocket. I'm excited to, to dissect uh, the real estate market and just shine some light on that, uh, you know, because there's, there's a lot of, uh, you know, myths out there concerned. Is the market going down more? Have we hit rock bottom? When is the right time to buy, sell? You know, really delve into that and really advise, uh, you know, our listeners or our clients out there. Yeah, for sure. What uh, what are you seeing over the next month or two? Like you're you're so let's let's kind of talk about geographically where you do most of your transactions. Yes. So a, most of our transactions are Aurora New Market area, right? Yeah. And and what do you see that's going on there at the moment? It's funny because over the last uh, week, and we're also starting to see a build up within yeah. the last week. Hey Jen, how are you? Jen, okay. Yeah, okay. just keep talking. I'm going to just start saying hi to people as they jump on here. No, we're just start seeing a lot more uh, inventory come to the market. I uh, was looking at um, Bradford's numbers uh, yesterday, actually, because we have one of our listings out there. 
Um, you know, we were looking at homes in the Bradford area last year. Same time, we had 70, 78 homes on the market. And March, I think it was the middle of March, it went to 184, just like that. So now that's like a 230% increase. Wow. Today, I think we have 164 homes on the market. So if you were to just have that 230% increase, what is the market going to look like uh, mid-March? You're right. So it's a lot more inventory coming to the market. Um, I think we've hit rock bottom already. It's, it's a great time, great time to buy or sell or invest in real estate right now. Yeah, definitely. So our, our geographic area that we focus on the most is Stovall. It's a small market to focus on, but that's where we, you know, that's where we live. That's where we work. That's where we play right here. Yeah. And um, our our inventory actually was reduced a little bit over, the, over the, say, the fourth quarter yeah, yeah, of, yeah. of 2018, and sales were down as most as most other areas were. Of course. But um, we're starting to see a little bit. You know, it's it's kind of that New Year's resolution. We're seeing a little bit of traction come back. Yeah. Meaning. When I say traction, I mean activity. Mm-hmm. So things are selling, you know, condition upon financing inspection. And believe it or not, we're in a, and I know you're, you've experienced this too, condition on the sale of the buyer's house. That's right. So what are you telling your buyers and sellers right now? Do you buy first? Do you sell first? What are you doing? It, it comes down to total uh, comfort level of, the, of, of our clients. And each situation is totally different. Uh, a majority of our clients right now, uh, they're selling first. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's what a majority. Of. What are you seeing out there? What are we seeing? Well, we're we're definitely seeing the the necessity mm-hmm. to sell first. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, we've done it a couple of times in the past where we go put an offer in on a property, get it accepted with subject to the sale of the buyer's house, and call it like it is. We've had to let that property go sometimes because we couldn't sell that house. Yeah. So we are strictly telling our our sellers now, let's get your property up for sale. Let's market it the way that we're going to and market it to the fact that we're going to get it sold and we got to get it sold first. Cause that, when you have a sold property, what does that give you? You're motivated now. Well, you're yeah, motivated. You're... And, and for us, it gives us leverage. Absolutely. Because now we have leverage to go in. No, we've sold. We our... sold already. And, and when you're talking to another seller, now you're talking as a buyer to a seller, that's leverage. Here's a qualified buyer. And there's, yes. Those are hard to find at the moment. Absolutely. Now, uh, what do you say for people who ask, you know, what type of real estate market are we in? Are we in a buyer's market, a seller's market? What are you seeing? So that's a great question. I love that you asked that question. There's there's two answers, okay? And I see you're answers. getting excited. <laughs> I am. I am. And, and there's two answers because we're just not used to it. Mm-hmm. And And if you look at the numbers, you know, X amount of sales means we're still in a seller's market if things sell uh, within a certain amount of time. So less than typically two, three months, we're in a seller's market. Yeah. Balance market is three to five months. Anything over that is a buyer's market. However, because things are taking four months, five months to sell, like the GTA, re- this area, York region, GTA, we're not used to that. Yeah. So we think we're in a buyer's market. Sellers still think they're in a seller's market. We haven't come to that balanced ground yet. Yeah. Right? Yeah, really? Yeah. Really. And and seller the seller's expectation still needs to change in my opinion. Okay. Tell by, me more about that. Tell me more about so, that. I, I, I think we are still focused on our 2017, 2016 numbers, right? Okay. So Stovall would have lost about twenty to twenty five percent, maybe even more. 
So a million dollar home is now at say say seven fifty to eight hundred thousand. Yeah. And and our mentality is well, I should have sold you know a year and a half ago, two years ago. That ship was sale. <laughs> I should have bought Apple at what price? Yeah, right. When Apple you. was eighty seven dollars. Exactly. A share. Well, my experience with Apple, I own Apple stairs right now. Yeah. Imagine that. I don't. I own very few shares, and Apple is one of them. Apple sucks, and I bought it at sixty dollars years ago. 20. And I just sit on. It's one of those sit and forget. Yeah, yeah. And then Diane, who works for us, is like, "Gary, you know Apple's at like two hundred and twenty bucks right now." I'm like, "Sweet." Yeah. Do you know it's down to like 140 bucks right now? <laughs> You're not I'm selling, like, so it doesn't matter. Should have sold. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having that seller's remorse now. I should have done it. So yeah, when yeah, when yeah. when when is the right time to to buy and sell? Anytime. All right. What's your motivation? What's your motivation? Right. Yeah. What's your motivation? Is it an investment property? Well, then the right time might be the right location. Yes. Right. Um, is, is it uh, you're selling because of lifestyle? Well, mm -hmm. that's that's a different choice, right? And and I think that's important for for sellers to understand. A good agent's going to come in there and not just say, "Yeah, we can sell your house for a million. Move you over to here for whatever price that is." No, the, the, I think the right question is, okay, why do you want to sell? Mm -hmm. I like that. Right. Yep. Yeah, for lead sure. Lead into sure. the motivation. And I know this is our pilot. We're going to be jumping all over, and then in the future, we really start streamlining. For I know you work a lot with. Um, investors gary um investor approach you to say hey i'm looking to buy what are some of the advice you're giving them in terms of location like what are you saying that's kind of a loaded question and we get that and i know you do we get that question a lot yeah. as 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 uh as real estate investors come to us and especially investors that don't own a property yet yeah i want to go buy an investment property awesome good for you let me ask you about 9,000 questions yeah, first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Why do you want to buy an investment property? What does this look like? Exactly. What does it look like? You know, what, what's your five-year goal? Because if we can go buy one, then that you're handcuffed for 10 years because you can't buy another one, mm -hmm. right? What type of, and, and I think another question, a huge question is, what type of tenant do you want to have? Because some people don't think about that. Yeah, some people don't your tenant want profile. What is, your, what is the tenant profile you're looking yeah. for? Yeah. Because if you want uh, like that executive style and not have to deal with it, not have to talk to them, well, Let's go buy a condo downtown somewhere. Absolutely. Right? Maybe turn it into an Airbnb and have somebody else manage it for you. And that's another question. How do you manage it, especially if you're an hour and a half away from the property? But once we get through all that and, and kind of figure out where, and, and, of course, a big question is how much funds do you have? You know, what's, what's the budget? What's the budget? What are the yeah. funds? Yeah. Um, I like to stick into the areas that I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Barry. I own a Barry. Yeah. Um, that's, that's a great market. Hamilton, it's great Hamilton, market. Yes. Out east, you know, Oshawa, Curtis area, that's a decent yes. area. I don't know the Kitchener-Waterloo market as well, or at all, yeah, okay. but we do send clients down there, London area for sure. What about yourself? Um, for us, it's, it's sticking to the areas that we know. Uh, know the Hamilton area, know Barrie in particular. Um, we've been... We spent a lot of time in Collingwood, so we, we know that area, and we're starting to look more into that area. Uh, but more it's York Region or Simcoe, Simcoe area. We did some work in, um, you know, um, Oshawa, Ajax area. So it's um, picking an area where the knowledge is there. And for me, I like to know that I can drive by my property. Yeah, just that's like, us. Yeah, yeah, just like that. It's just, yeah, I can drive by and take a look at it. Yeah. I remember my son saying one time, can, can we just drive by and look 
Look at the <laughs> look at her revenue. Actually, he said, "Can I drive by and look at my house?" Because my house, yeah, I like yeah. it. No, it's I not like this. It. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. but there's 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 investors that are out there that uh, buy investment properties because they know buying a property for their son or daughter is a far better investment than doing the you know self directed or, or an RSP like that education program or another type of vehicle another type of investment people they they know the true value of that investment property at the end of the day if you buy one when your child is only 5 years old and they're moving to to school at the age of 18 or 19 it's worth hundreds of thousands of Absolutely. dollars and it could be sold they can live in it yes. all sorts right yeah yeah uh, yeah. It's funny because for us, like that's that's the strategy we've used for our kids, right? Cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Your kids are a little ahead of mine, just slightly, but yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, what's Chris? Chris is saying here. You may know Chris. Chris who? <laughs> he didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> what, my brother Chris. Yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> well, I can't see who it is. I can't see who it is. Oh, I thought you're on uh, the Facebook feed there. I am. What's but... he saying here, Chris? Hey, some of my buyers are saying that they are waiting for the market to go down. I love when buyers say that. I love it. How, how love do you it. answer that question? I say, cool. We're buying right now, and here's the stats of why we are buying. So, for instance. If someone were to say to that to me in uh, in the Stovall area, Chris is laugh laughing at you, by the way. <laughs> uh, we show them the stats from uh, last June, July, and fast forward, they lost about eighty thousand dollars because the market went up on them. Of course, and we we actually did a really fun video, Steve, and I really did a fun video. What you could buy for eighty thousand dollars. Corvette, yeah, hamburgers yeah, yeah. for the whole town of Pembroke, all sorts of crazy <laughs> stuff, right? But that's the problem that people tend to have is I'm going to wait, I'm going to wait, I'm going to wait, I'm going to wait, and they miss the train. It's funny because it, it comes down to time in the market, and no one ever re can really time the market. For, for, uh, for me, what we do, we just draw a line and just tell me when we hit bottom, and it just keep going downwards. Yeah. Right? Tell me when we're at the bottom. And then we just shoot right back up. Yeah, yeah. Right. So like, there's there's areas you got to watch that. Yeah, I think as as a real estate investor, if we're talking about investing, you got to watch where those areas are. Yeah. And yeah, every every market has its ebb and flows. I remember last year we did a a, a series with uh, Dion Beck, a mortgage broker, about uh, leveraging the your equity and buying an investment property. What does that look like? And it was to a crowd of really people that had just started their process of, of buying investment properties. Mm -hmm. And I remember putting up, and, and for those that of you that were there, I put a picture up of an elephant in a room. I said, let's talk about the elephant. Yes. Let's talk about 2016, 2017. It was amazing. <laughs> and it sucked. Yep. Huge. All at the same time. And we, our portfolio went up, I don't know, 20, 30%. So when you own at the time we owned about 10 properties, yeah. you can just imagine, you just think about where you are and owning 10 properties. And if it went up 30%, is that a good day? Uh, that's a great day. And then it goes down 35 some odd percent. How, how is that? Ow. And you know what I said? And I had a lot of people look at me like I was an idiot. But then once I explained it, they realized the true, the true meaning of real estate. I couldn't care less. No. Right? Neither could you. No. I'm not we're not selling. We're not selling. We're not buying. We're not selling in this market for the short term. We're not buying to sell in the same market. Yeah. Right. Um, I think, and the beauty about this market is, if we're buying in the same, buying and selling in the same market, it's great, right? If uh, if you you know you've purchased investment properties 
2017 and you intend to sell today, it's not going to be good, right? Yeah. So, yeah, and um, I remember talking to one of our clients who uh, invests in the stock market. He has a huge company and he did mention, uh, I think this was in December when the market plunged, what, five 500 points one day or 600 points one day. He said, right now, just on the books, they're down 5 million. He says, but it doesn't matter because I'm not selling the stocks. Not selling, yeah. I'm not selling, so it doesn't matter, right? So, Yeah, we, and we've always said that real estate is best looked at from the long-term investment standpoint. Yeah. And yeah, there's opportunities that present themselves as you know a short-term or a flip or something. What's the shortest amount of time you've ever owned a property? Shortest amount of time is, is five and a half years. Oh, that's good, yeah. actually. Yeah, five and a half years. I think ours is, and we've done a few flips. Yeah. Uh, so let's take that out of the equation. So that yeah. those flips tend to be about six four months. to eight months, depending. Yeah. Our, the best one we ever did was six months. Okay. From the day we actually took the keys to the day we gave away the keys. Yeah. So that included renovating and everything. The shortest amount of time we've owned a property for our long-term investment was 18 months. 18 months. Wow. Because the market told us yeah. it's time to sell. Yeah. There, there was money on the table and we had, we had bought, this was about nine years ago. So the numbers, you know, just imagine what those numbers look like today, but we had bought for like 180,000. Yeah. Wish I could do that today. Oh. Right. Well, there's still opportunities. There's still opp here, right? Funny. Okay. So let's talk about that. And then I'll get back to that story. How many, how many conversations have you been in with non real estate investors that said, ah, oh, we should have kept that house. We only bought it for 150 or 180,000. I think that's almost what sixty percent of any investor, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, because yeah. they they wish they had held on to the property, and and it was typically ten, fifteen, twenty years ago. Yes, right. Yeah. So we're trying to we're trying to remind them of that that experience. Well, if you know, and a lot of the people that we're working with, they might have kids in their twenties or thirties. Well, let's help them buy that property because in twenty or thirty years, they're going to say the exact same thing. Well, right. it's the, the the age old saying: When is the best time to plant a tree? Right? Yeah. Right? Uh, yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Twenty yeah, years yeah. ago. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So back to my story of of the eighteen month story. We bought this property for one hundred eighty thousand dollars. It was <laughs> it was actually a power sale. Yeah. And somehow we negotiated. Um, typically with power sale, you don't typically get to put conditions in. Somehow we did great. Wow. And I was a realtor at that time. Great realtor, Robert DiMatteo and uh, great, great stuff for us. And, um, we bought the property. We did about $15,000 renovations to the main floor. It was a two unit home semi. And then about a year into it, we renovated the basement. So now we had two updated suites, yes. did some waterproofing to the house. So our total cost of the property is about two thirty ish. We'll call it. And we, they were selling for three ten. So wow. just the scale of numbers, it made yes, sense it for us. It made sense to sell at that point. And we put it up for sale. It was sold within the week and we moved on. Like, And it was at a time where we could use that cash yeah. somewhere else and it made sense for us. Right? So, uh, and I know you, you, you guys have had a huge uh, portfolio when it comes to investing. Um, what are some of the ways you've uh, added values uh, to a property? 
So you know that's my second favorite question to ask, right? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure this will come up a thousand times. There's three questions. Three? Three questions that what I are those ask three questions? when buying an investment property. And people that listen to me already know this, and they're like, oh, I'm just sick of this. But you got to ask those three questions. How are you going to buy the property? Yep. How can you add value to the mm-hmm. property? Then how are you going to sell it? Okay. Love adding value to the property. So love, what do you do? Love doing rentals. And I, I look at properties... In fact, we have right now one right now. It's it's we've owned it for ten years. Tenant moved out, so we can sell it as it is, or we can add value to it. Meaning, we can give it give it an update, yeah. new kitchen, bathroom, all that kind of stuff. Those are the easy things to look at, right? Mm-hmm. That's that's what most people see. It's an old house. I can I can update it, and it's all good. I think where the creativity comes from is okay. Can we put a second suite in that house? Yeah. Yes. No. If it's a yes, what do we got to do? How much is that going to cost? Yeah. Because that's going to add value. That's going to add income, which is the value. There's there, Or, or the, maybe the other question is, how can you increase the income? Mm-hmm. So it's worth more to another buyer. So is it renting out the garage? I like that. Is it um, obviously increasing the rents? How do we do that if the tenants have been there for a long time? In Ontario, where we are, I, the, the government of Ontario tells us how much we can increase it. Of and course. it's like... Nothing. Pennies, pennies. Pennies. One yeah. percent a year, basically. How much is inflation annually? A lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a lot. The gas company knows how much. Yes. It is. Yeah. It's it's incredible. I mean, those those are some of the things that I like to do. Um, I love doing rentals. Love, love. You know, I, I used to get my hands dirty, but I realize. Other people are way faster at it than I'm I am. I'm better. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah for now, sure. for someone who you know don't have uh, any investment property, but that desire is there to own an investment property, what what do you recommend to them? There's so if they want to own, the first thing you got to do is is um, is, is educate yourself, yeah. right? Take action. Yeah. Uh, I think the most, you know, apart from edu- educating yourself is, is important, but you got to be around like-minded people, right? So if, you know, for instance, if you want to get into CrossFit, you don't do it by yourself. No, you hang around with a bunch of people who are into CrossFit. Yeah. So yeah. if you want to go buy investment property, what are you going to do? Hang around with people who own investment properties. Exactly. Exactly. And that's the same with buying investment. Obviously, in, in this situation, we're talking about buying investment properties. You're going to do that. Yeah. You want to naturally do that. So yeah. get around like-minded people, ask questions, take them to lunch, you know, offer some value to them and, um, and, and see where that's going for you. But definitely get around like-minded people, educate yourself, ask us, you, know, you can ask us for a couple of different books for sure. And we will typically send you a couple of different books. And I think that is how my, um, I think one of the first, uh, one of my first um, joint venture was just taking someone out for lunch. Cool. Right. So let's talk about that a little bit. Yeah. Um, you know, I've done a lot of joint ventures, and I know you've done your share. Yeah. What, what's a joint venture for those that have never heard of that before? It's just someone uh, you can either partner with to help you uh, own own properties or, or buy properties. That, that's that's basic, as basic as it gets. Whether that joint venture could be your mom or dad, you know, a friend. It's funny because most joint ventures almost even start with family. Most of them start with family, right? Or, you know, just someone who's like-minded, they might have the money, you have the knowledge, or you both have the money and you partner with someone with the knowledge, right? So it's, 
for for people who are considering getting into um, you know owning investment properties, uh, you don't necessarily have the funds available. Please uh, partner with someone who might have that knowledge, and you you guys go there and take action. Because uh, I th- uh, I think that in itself holds so many people back from owning investment properties. Well, I'm going to wait until I have X, and yeah. then they still have to live, and then. You know, they miss out. Five years have gone by, 10 years have gone by, and they're still, you know, planning to own an investment property. Just do it, right? Just do it, yeah. Surround yourself with people who are doing it. Get to acquire that knowledge and take action. For sure, for sure. I have no idea if this feed is still up because I kind of lost my connection, but I think it's still up. Okay, what else you want to talk about before we sign off? I don't know, or Mike Mike is, uh, hey, Rhonda. Um top secret it's mars creeping through ronda's facebook yeah <laughs> we know <laughs> kirby says hello as well uh, what up, what up kirby? kirby he's our guy yeah. if you want to talk about facebook and all that kind of stuff kirby's the man so i you know and i think that's to try to jump onto the social media aspect social media has changed the way i think people learn about you know current events news all sorts of stuff we're utilizing we're leveraging it right now obviously yeah and it's easy to be fearful after reading any social media posts, right? Especially about real estate. Absolutely, because everything out well, negative news sells, right? Yeah, right, yeah, for sure. And for if sure. social media is all the all the only place you're getting your news from, it could be a scary place out there. Yeah, yeah, real estate could be very scary, and that's why we're here to shine some light, and you know, just hence the not so. Black and white real estate <laughs> podcast. That's right. Shine some light on on real estate and what's happening in the area. That's right. That's yeah. right. So, what's um, you know, what do you got planned over the next month or so? Uh, for me, it's uh, over the next month. It's a lot of learning. Uh, have what two or three um, training sessions that I or um, sessions that I'm going to. One about a shift in market. Uh, so it's an international speaker. He's coming in from the U.S. He's going to be talking about a shift in market, how they adapted to it in uh, 2007-2008. Uh, then we have a great um, coach. I think he's out of, I think it's Tallahassee, Florida. I'm not sure. Somewhere in Florida. Um, Gene Rivers, he's going to be talking about lead generation. Yeah. So then after that, we have our uh, family reunion, Keller Williams family reunion. Um, I think I'm there from the 14th. Uh, anyway, some days in in February, I'm there. So the, for the next month, it's uh, me just, you know, front loading learning. Right. So, yeah. And so family reunion, I would tell, tell listeners uh, what, what exactly that is. Uh, family reunion for us at Keller Williams is where uh, I think the last family reunion, we had 18,000 agents from around the world. Just we were in California. Last yeah, year? Anaheim, yeah. Yeah. That's Anaheim, right. California. So it's just you're surrounding yourself with like minded people, high level top producers, and you're just there to learn and soak up as much as possible. You're there for three to five days, you know, getting as much information. And some, uh, I think what has been effective for me is just going to going to these event uh, with one goal in mind. Okay, what is the one thing I need to walk away with from this event that will change my business? Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that's cool. I, it's it's always one of those events that you go there knowing you're going to learn something, 
but you have no idea what it is. And you, and you go with, you know, obviously you go with, with the mindset that, you know, I'm going to focus on this this yes. year. I'm going to focus on that. And you get there, you get into those seminars or workshops and, and something just blows you out of the water. My biggest takeaway from a family reunion last year, it wasn't even inside any of the sessions. It was a session where Kelly pulled us over and said, come on, listen to this top producer. And it's a top coach in our company. And he was basically saying how we need to stay in communications with uh, our, 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 database, our database, our clients, you know, keep communicating with them, stay on top of it. Because the thing that we have out of the millionaire real estate agent, you know, we communicate with our, our Mets, the people who know us, we know, you know, 33 times a year. And he's basically saying that's not enough. And I was like, really? 33 times is not enough. Now we're being told, you know, a lot of these big teams are even communicating 54 times and more. And for me, right away, drive that fear. Like that is so much. But then he used uh, the analogy of Amazon. Amazon is communicating with you every day. Yeah. Almost every day. So if not 250 times a year, Amazon is communicating with you. And they're bringing you a lot of value. So how can we bring value to our clients? And that was my biggest takeaway from family reunion last year. Yeah, for sure. I, I love that one. And I was standing there with you and it was that, it was an aha moment. And yeah. you know, you both and I use that analogy yeah. in all of our training courses. Of course, of course. You know, and because I used it. The thing that we have I used the millionaire real estate That's agent. cool. Somehow I'm you know, playing this back. We communicate with our Um it's it's one of those things, and I used it yesterday in the workshop that I was hosting. The people who know us, we know. I have no idea what's going on here. Here we go. That's better. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> when you do it for the first time, you still run through all the, the technical, uh, the funness of it all. But um, it, it's one of those eye openers that, and 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 one of those examples that everyone shops on Amazon. Yeah. Why? They make it easy. That's right. All right. Right. They make it easy. They they, it, they they stay in contact with you. They stay on top of all the items you left in the shopping cart. Yep. Do you still want to check out? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And and I don't care what type of business you run, whether it's you know a, a cleaning service business to selling insurance to uh, the, a bake shop down the street. We're we're always selling. Yeah, we're in service. service we're to in service right? to others, right? And and I don't care. It doesn't have to be real estate, but it has. It's it's all about what value can you provide and yeah. and staying on top and staying connected with people. And that's one of the things that we hope to do with this podcast is to to offer insight and value to others and and kind of shed the light on some of the behind the scenes stuff that we do as real estate agents or as business owners. And I bet you a lot of you that aren't in real estate will be able to rate, relate because it's a lot of the same things that you do. Yep. Right. Um, cool. All right. Well, we're going to be wrapping this up very soon. Uh, this is our first, uh, it's our pilot, uh, it's our pilot podcast. Uh, so the not so black and white real estate podcast, uh, Gary and I, we're going to be, bringing a lot of information to you. We're going to be interviewing uh, a lot of top producers. We're going to be interviewing, you know, um, you know mayors, uh, top leaders, just to learn from them. So please reach out to us. Let us know what is it you would like to like for us to cover, and we will do our absolute best. 
Cool. This, I think this is where I hit the button to play all the outro music. Okay. I don't have a button nor the outro music yet. You can sing for us. <laughs> no, I can't. <laughs> all right, but, guys. Uh, we'll, we'll bye for now and this, this, uh, we'll let you know when the next one's happening. So you have some, uh, some, some, what's the word I'm looking for? Here's the here's the awesomeness awesomeness of doing live live broadcast. You can't think of what you need to say. What is the word you're looking for? I don't know. I thought you knew it. Neither can no, I. Right. I don't read mine. Sorry. You will know that a podcast <laughs> and our live Facebook feed is gonna happen the next time we actually make it. Absolutely. Happen. Yes. All right, this is Sir Colin uh, signing out with Gary McGowan. And this is not Sir Colin or Sir Anything, but this is Gary A. McGowan, and we'll chat with you guys later. Bye for now. All right, take care guys. Bye.